Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin, your other host. Yes, hey Colin, this is... You got something for me? <laughs> this is definitely how humans interact on this <laughs> show. We're going through the MCU, in historical order, scene by scene. I'm just going to just touch this item that I definitely know how it works until the end of time. Uh, anyway, so like, what are you up to, James? Here's what I'm up to, Colin. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm up to this point in the movie Eternals. Okay. And here it is. Um, <laughs> it is uh, minute 2743, and it's going to end at minute 2841. So we are a 58-second uh, uh, epi- scene here. Um, here's what happens. And then we'll get into it and talk about why uh, that was a perfect way to uh, to introduce, <laughs> to introduce your it, part of yeah. the show. Yeah. <clears throat> Icarus finds Cersei working in the fields, planting plants and turning, I guess, some of the dirt into water. Then he goes with her to where some women are making dough balls. He tries his hand at that. Then they hold the wall of this thatched question mark structure that this guy is repairing. And finally, Icarus watches as Cersei gets her hair done. Possibly henna. So um, active. You can tell. It's funny that you can tell that James is taking these 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 plot notes because I can't not parentheticalize. <laughs> I always mm, insert I think, jokes. I think I stuck that, the so, yeah, you're, you're fine. We both have very clear <laughs> styles for things. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so before we get into anything else, let's do. This doesn't even warrant an Avengers Ensemble um, theme song. Uh, theme song. So, bump, bada bump, bada bump, bada bump, Avengers Ensemble. Ancient Babylon Farmer is the credit. Ariadna Vadio Soto is the actress. So the music is. Is, that, um, is this their only credit? Is that why you're. Only credit. That's the only thing. There's literally, they may have said, I may as well have said, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, obviously amazing to, to see, you know, in the, in the movie, but like when an IMDb is just like the one thing you're looking at them because you know them from, it's like, huh, hmm. well, cool. I'm here because, yep. Okay. Yep. So I was realizing that this scene is largely instrumental, or at least they're sort of incidental dialogue, but not really like anything that moves the the plot along. Right. So I wanted to sort of see if I could figure out what the song from the soundtrack was that was playing. And I failed. Um, but I took this and I said, can't quite figure out what the music is. It may be the song Life, which would make sense given how Ajax finished the last scene, finished the last scene saying like, You're you need to live your life, life or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't exactly sound right, but there could be something in the mixing. Um, when we go 900 years in the future in a couple scenes, um, the music is specifically changing to something that is very clear. Mm-hmm. So it was frustrating to me that I was like, this isn't clear. Blah. I, I, basically, the most of the research that I did, mm-hmm. and what's really funny is I was so eager to get this set of research done that I did most of this research like months ago, which is fun. We have four things that happen in this in this scene on this what i think of as a date okay planting okay baking okay house stuff like house construction 
and hair salon. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first of our hair salons, uh, see, see Luke Cage from so War Hair Salon. Can I just say that of those four things that you just said? Yeah. I think that only one of those is something that I would consider maybe an actual date material. Right. Well, okay. Which would be the hair one? No. That surprises me that you think it would be that. Would it be the baking thing? It'd yeah. It would be the baking thing. It yeah, would be yeah, the yeah. baking. Because I've definitely like baked cookies or something like with a you yeah. know, with a past, you know, significant other or, you know, someone that I was like trying to be with or whatever. I've definitely like gone like been like, oh, we should like, you know, come over, like we'll make cookies or maybe it's make cookies and then watch a movie. Whatever. But like right. still it's like baking to me has definitely been like a like it's a little bit more intimate, but it's also not like we're making a huge commitment, like a full on dinner right. and stuff like that. You know, it's like a little bit more like fun in quotes. I, I just, I, I <laughs> guess the, the, the hair thing, because I was thinking about, I think it'd be a really lovely, like fourth date where you're like comfortable with each other. Like things are still mm. sort of new, but like you're sort of there's sort of a an, a quiet, peaceful intimacy where it's like, yeah, I'll go with you on errands. I think sort of like an right. errand sort of sure date. Um, I've definitely done that as well. So like I, yeah. I I guess in in that case then perhaps I could consider hair in in that fashion. Right. I don't necessarily know like if I would be able to sit through right because so, like here's the other thing to consider right is like how awkward is it for everyone else in that room. To have to sit there while two people are on a date while you're getting like your blowout or whatever, right? Me, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's awkward when my son is getting his haircut and I'm sitting there watching the person give him the haircut. So mm-hmm. I have to imagine that. <laughs> I always okay when my dad would take me to get like haircuts, right? When I was growing up, even even into like my teenage years or like it's like right before I got a car when I would like have to have someone take me, right. I'd always just be like, "Could you like go somewhere?" Yeah. Like. The thing that I hated the most was like when my dad would just be like looking like right at us. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I can't look at you, but also like, I can't just like look straight up and I can't just like close my eyes because then I yeah. might accidentally nod off. Right. The other thing though to consider here is that like, so I, um, one time with one of my former partners, I don't forget. I did specifically one time say like, Hey, I know that for you, like doing your hair is like basically a whole day. Yeah. Like, you know, your whole like main stage, like hair care routine and stuff like that. So it's like main. Haha. And so I was like, you know, someday like it would be cool for me. Like if you would let me like be a part of it, essentially. Like, yeah, I don't have to like physically do any of this stuff, but like, let me sit with you and like, show me the process because like, you know, we were pretty serious and we thought that we might end up together. And I was like, if we're going to have kids together, like I would want to know how to do this. So like if mom has to go off on some sort of like, you know, uh, like, you know, work trip or whatever. And then it's right. like, I need someone to do my hair. And then I'm, I can't be there going, duh, my that mom was, is not home. So I can't do that. It's like, no, I want to know. That was me this yeah. morning. I, you know, Lila needed a ponytail. So mm-hmm. she, it was dressed like your dream job. And she's like, my dream job is a kindergarten teacher. So I need a cool ponytail. So we had planned on a high ponytail and we did it. And she was like, no, no, do it the way my friend showed me. So it was like a low ponytail that you like flip it and put it through the hole and like pull it down. So it was like a twist. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, basically, this the flavor of, of my research is uh, that that flavor I like to return to every now and again, which is 
All right. Well, how historically accurate is this? Um, mm. I did watch the commentary for these scenes to see specifically something about the next scene we're going to talk about. But for this scene, when they were going through, they were talking about how they wanted to give the feeling of being among these people without saying, well, here we are among these people. We're sort of living life, daily life with them. They just wanted to sort of show it. And so there's like a, like, so it's almost like a, like what we're talking about with pantomime in the, in the last episode where it was like, um, you know, showing and not telling, watching sort of seeing that Cersei really loves the humans and like, you know, identifies with them and cares about them without saying I love and identify and care about the humans. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what they were sort of going for with this. Um, so I did just some some research on, uh, first of all, uh, Mesopotamia was a great cereal producer. So they like um, crops and stuff is totally, uh, totally appropriate. Um, it says most important was barley. Uh, barley was one of the most important because it was best adapted to the dry saline soil and to the hot temperatures of the region. While its short growing cycle meant it could be reach maturity meant it could reach maturity even in particularly hot, dry years. It was the main food of the population and was often used as a medium of exchange. Um, there was also emmer wheat. Um, emmer wheat and emmer not. Um, <laughs> emmer ducks. Emmer not. O-S-A-R. <laughs> See them wings? L-I-B. Emmer hey, ducks. that was maybe the smoothest vaudevillian exchange we've ever had on this show. Um, all right, so uh, emmer wheat is a type of wheat. Um, I think it's called Ziz, Z-I-Z. Um, uh, it was also cultivated, but in smaller quantities, as well as a grain called spelt. S-P-E-L-T is how that is spelt. And <laughs> next to that, it says gig, G-I-G. So I don't know if it says uh, Ziz is, is Zizu, and then gig is Kibtu. I think that it must be that the word is Z-I-Z and it's pronounced Zizu. Mm-hmm. And the word is G-I-G, but it's pronounced Kibtu. Are the names of those. I didn't see the one for barley, though. Um, and then it says, in the first millennium BCE, uh, rice or kurangu was introduced, but it was not very widely cultivated. So, at the end of our first paragraph, she is probably helping them grow barley um, in this field. I think it's really funny that sh- that it's like, okay, and we'll just turn the dirt into water, you know, mm. like humans farm. And uh, it's for a lot of people, so it's mop barley. I wanna I wanna commend you on that because spoonerisms are a rarely well performed art form. And I, I really want to commend you on that. That's very good. Eat your heart out, Alex Taylor, friend of the show. The only the, the only one I've ever uh, I've ever seen uh do kind of spoonerisms that that well are is uh my friend Gary Vood. All right, so um it's a spoonerism of very good. So I was like who the hell the funny thing is I was trying to think of a person, so I was like, who the hell is that supposed to be? That's very funny. I know. I led you there. That's very gunny. Nope. Yeah, you know, Gary Vood. Um, who would say that? Gary Vood. All right. So that says <laughs> bread is otherwise. Yeah, that's, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. How good? Um, Gary Vood. Yeah. All right. So bread is otherwise strongly associated with agriculture. Uh, so when they're making the dough, mm-hmm. um, this is why I'm starting to talk about bread. So they were making bread 
in Mesopotamia. Uh, wheat was domesticated in the Fertile Crescent. We already talked about it, Emmer wheat. Uh, bread is found in Neolithic sites in Turkey and Europe from around 9,100 years ago. So bread was like there had been around. Okay, so then here's here's a question I want to pose. Is this all one day, one date? Or has he just been following her around for forever to the point where they make the wheat and then they later take that same wheat to make bread? He sits there like watching her the whole time that the that the wheat grows and they turn it. And eventually she's just like, can I help you? Like after days on end of him just being like standing there, like staring at her, like do something, say something. I am sort of blown away by that. I had not considered that until you kind of were like kind of pointing out that they made the wheat and then made the bread. Yeah, it's like a chicken, Cersei Little, like Icarus helped me make the bread and I'll help you need something else later. Um, what what Lord. what did I say? Um, <laughs> hey, that's funny because that'll come up. <laughs> yeah, it's not the only thing. All right, so oh god, um, oh god, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I really thrust into that visibly off screen. So we're not there yet. Okay. Neither, okay. Forget it. Forget it. Forget don't, it. Don't <laughs> don't prematurely get there. All right. <laughs> That's what she pantomimed. Um, pantomimed. Unpantomimed. Wow. Okay, let's get through Okay, so it actually makes sense if it is that. It's poorly executed if that's what they're going for. But there's about to be a 900-year thing that happens. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Because it's also like, you know, I know they don't say it in, in the MCU, right? Right. But... Thor in the comics had this really heavy moment once with Captain America very recently mm-hmm. where they were, he was having this issue with like his powers and all this other stuff. And like, he came, he came back to earth for a minute and they were just kind of like, dude, like, where have you been? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, we needed help with this. And he was like, sorry, I was off world dealing with whatever. And then I forgot what happens, but they were like, I think he says something about like how much time it's been. They're like, no, 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 it's been much longer than that. Yeah. And so there, there was this pause, and then he sits with like Captain America, and he's like, "When was the last time you saw me?" He's like, "Excuse me." He's like, "He's like, you know, before today, when was the last time you saw me?" He was like, "God, it was months ago. Why?" And he goes, "Okay." He goes, "I need you to understand." He's like, "I've been around for thousands of years." Right. And then he was like, "What is?" Like days and weeks and months to you are minutes to me. Right. And he was like, so I was like, it's not that I have forgotten you. It's not that like I'm ignoring you. It's like, it's that to me, there are so many things that we have done together that I have immediately forgotten, no matter how important and big they've been, simply just based on the pure volume of things that I have to remember. He's like, um, you know, I feel like I, we've been like doing this for like 60 years and it just, it hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been like <laughs> right, yeah, it's, 60, it's, 65 like it, years. <laughs> it feels like it keeps getting retconned and I just don't, you know, have it's you, like, I don't know how long we've actually been here. Yeah. Have you ever read about like the Marvel, there's like a, a number you have to adjust. Like yes. it's like, you know, Watergate in Marvel timeline, you have to subtract. Right. Well, they, they do that with DC stuff now, too, because like there's stuff where they're like, okay, it's the main reason why, at least in DC, they started separating out, like, in, like the quote-unquote, like, reboots are mm-hmm. literal full hard resets. Right. Like, sometimes they might, like, 
They might allude to another story that could have happened 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And if they do, they are implying that that same story happened in this timeline, but in modern times versus right. the time it was written in. Right. Which I think is smart because like, there's no way that you could say that the Batman lived through the long Halloween and then literally just like last year does like, you know, the zero year with um not like his first year, but the zero year that was related to the Riddler. Anyway, it's a whole thing. But like yeah. you couldn't possibly say that those happened within five years of each other. Like right. that's very clearly like 30 years of writing. Right. So it's like, yeah, you got to really adjust some of these things. I also like picturing Thor being like, I know you can't understand what I mean when I say that like your months and years are like minutes to me. And Cap like literally turns off Interstellar and is like, listen, <laughs> I. <laughs> it's, you know, but like I, that is exactly what it is, right? Where it's like, I think that maybe they don't do a great job of showing it here that it's supposed to be totally separate days. But at the same time, maybe it is a good way because like, in a way, we're seeing their time, not right. the rest of the world, right? Which right. is, like, to them, it just seems like, oh, it's just like a few minutes or maybe an hour later. But really, it's been months. And that yeah. makes it so much funnier that he would just be standing there going, eventually, like, I will have, you know, like, shown that I'm around enough that, like, it causes you to have interest, right? Right. And then eventually she's like, oh, are you still here? Yeah, what's up? And it's like, everyone else is like, what do you mean? Are you still here? It's been 90 days. Seriously? <laughs> He's just been standing there. Right. This, this fucking weirdo. Yeah. I also yeah. love, though, that like throughout all of that that you described, not a single person seems to truly notice him. Well, like, I mean, okay, so in the scene where he's making the bread or helping mm -hmm. in a very, like, it's it's ancient Mesopotamian bread, and I helped. Like, right. Okay, shake and bake. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, the, the, the women that are doing the actual making of the bread mm -hmm. look at him like ah look He's at him trying. look at look at the little guy he'll sleep yeah. well tonight i mean <laughs> he it's, made it's, one thing yeah and it looked That's fine true. it looked okay <laughs> it's more of like i think it's like when like he's just like standing there like for example like with the hair i was surprised that not a single person's like hey what the fuck is this guy doing? like not a single person like whispers to another person like is he just kind of standing there the whole time? Like, why is right. he, you know, like, there's nothing from that. Like, they're just like, okay. Well, and I think, like, what, what um, Chloe Zhao was trying to say was, like, they were part of these people's lives. So it wasn't like, True. what's this weird white guy in this, I guess, skin form-fitting armor <laughs> doing here? But rather, what's up, Icky? How's it going? <laughs> Well, okay, but like I think it's also more of like you know, kind of like the purpose of like him spending more time around them and around right. her, right? Is also like uh, the reason why I think it would be weird would be that like he's a guy that they see going out and fighting these monsters, yeah, and then he just goes off and like you know is like, hey, I did this fighting, I've done my part for the society, like a warrior, what, like a knight, or whatever, sure. right? Like that's my contribution. Someone else, you know, will do this part, or whatever, right? right? And so, like, I feel like that's why I'd be like, hey, why is this guy who's constantly saving our lives, why is he here making bread? I don't get it. Whoa. You know how I always talk about, like, um, the fighty five and the brainy five? Mm-hmm. These scenes that we're talking about in Babylon, it's Sprite telling stories. She's a, she's on a on brainy side while the fighty people watch. This scene that we're seeing is a brainy person showing a fighty person, like what you're just saying, where it's like, this is my fight. 
this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of like fa- if Fastos was showing someone how a plow worked. Actually, I I, I'm see actually that really scene sad that so that, bad. Yeah. I, I cannot describe how terribly I need that scene in my life. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Now, houses. I was I was wondering if this is thatch. This is not thatching. That's in like England and sort of like places where they need to keep sort of more of the rain out um, is what thatching is for. So ancient Mesopotamian houses were either built of mud brick or of reeds. Depending on where they were located, people lived in reed houses near the rivers and in wetland areas. In drier areas, people built homes of sun-dried mud bricks. Mud brick homes had one or two rooms with flat roofs. So this looked like a reed house to me, like as if mm. both of the occupants uh, were like really, pr- like kind of like charming um, right. storytellers, sort Midwestern, of raconteurs, like. Bit. Maybe one of them was sort of like also uh, Moonlight like as like a musician, sort of like a, a bard mm, of sorts. And right. Then was sort of like crafting and sort of right. fashioning stuff. And then a there was a house. dog. Right. <laughs> and a ghost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, yikes. Oh, too scary. Too fast. The ghost is Icarus. All right. So. <laughs> Just standing there going. Icarus. How's the house coming along? They're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're still here? He's like, no, that's not till later. Uh, ghosts. Uh. Ghosts could be a lot worse looking than uh, than Icarus. I'm than Jordan. Say that. I mean, oh, but, then, yeah, you, uh, but not a bad looking one among them, if you ask me. Um, true. They're built different. <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, I thought it was funny that basically he. It's sort of like um, when my kids make a house out of like cardboard boxes, and it's like, yeah, I'll hold this still so you can. Tape on the roof or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I got this. Here, I'm helping. Um, and then finally, this is the one that took that I found the research for today because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure henna comes from like because we see a little girl sort of like grinding berries down mm-hmm. in the in the scene, and then we see like sort of like them doing her hair. So I was like, I think that's henna that they're doing. But let me just confirm. So I found this website, uh, the history of the history of the hairs world.com um, slash old underscore age underscore one dot html to get my full matt yule on um it is a website made by gustavo and paulo briand uh he's a hairdresser and uh i what looks like uh gustavo is a hairdresser and paulo is a historian i don't know if they're father son uncle nephew I don't know if they're, you know, partners or what. I don't know what their their deal is, but uh, this is a website all about the history of sort of hair and 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 hair care. And I found this. It says uh, it's in the Babylonian period when the henna is started to be used. There's some translation things. That's fine. Uh, henna is an aromatic substance obtained from a plant, Lawsonia inermis, which is prepared by. Dr- which was prepared by drying and smashing the leaves of the shrub and mixed with water until a paste is formed. The dye obtained in that way varies from orange to deep red-brown shades. Henna was believed to have magical properties to ward off evil spirits and a medicinal use as an antifungal treatment on the skin. So there's a ritualist, there's a ritualistic feel to the end of this scene 
that I think is reflected in sort of how henna is applied but, and used. But she's using berries though, right? Well, we don't see, we see that she's mashing something. Mm-hmm. It's not clear whether it's berries oh, okay. or sort Sorry. of like other plant matter or whatever, but okay, cool. I also saw that there is that, you know, people have used berries, um, as hair dyes before. That's good. Looked, That's what I was going to yeah. wonder was, I was like, I wonder if there was like, like some sort of like hair dye situation. And like kind of Hannah was originally, it looks like made to cover up grays, which is really funny. Um, like that it was even right. back then they're like, look, I got to cover Someone's up. Someone's not right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I like that like it. back then they probably thought like something's not right. That's not right. good. You got to stop that. You know, I've made a God mad. You need to dye my like, hair to how, trick the God into. How <laughs> often did someone live like long? You know what I mean? Right. Like not right. frequently. I feel like exactly. Like if you saw someone with all white hair, you'd be like, oh, oh God, what's wrong with you? You're <laughs> right. like, Although, nothing. I'm just old. You know, they probably, you know, what we think of as looking like 85 or 90 was probably there like 36. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm only five years. You know, I, know. I specifically picked an age that was younger than I am. So yeah. let's uh, let's well, all. Yeah, but you just... look at. I'm not <laughs> positive. Schrodinger's insult here. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that. I might need to find someone to co-host differently. Um, so basically, no. uh, in conclusion, mm-hmm. and then I can kick it to social media and cut. You know, cut as you feel sure. uh, needs. Once again, Marvel appears to, at least on a layman's Wikipedia research slash the history of the hairsworld.com research, um, to have pretty much gotten accurate historical representation here. So good job good. once again, Marvel. You've done 575 BCE proud. I want to say before I take it to the ending of the episode, yeah. I do appreciate that even someone as like bodily flawless as Icarus is, mm-hmm. right? Shows that no matter okay. how many years, right, have passed in time. Yeah. Both in their individual lives and just in the world, no matter what point in time and what region of the world you look, there will always be a man who does not know how to speak to someone. And I think <laughs> that that's commendable. Yeah. And I think that the Eternals gave us that and that's the first time and I love it. Thank He's- you. He's holding up a box with someone playing an instrument in it, a la, mm-hmm. uh, a la um, say anything. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I do. He's like, I did please find put it. me down in Babylon. He's like, he's like, sing the song <laughs> in your eyes. Can I get down now? No, get to the chorus. Um, What's the I did chorus? find it pretty charming when he like was like, uh, "Is this how you do?" Uh, is that good? And they were like, not really. He's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, I like, well, I tried. In this scene and the next scene, there is a bit of a charming sort of like, I'm giving it my best shot sort of vibe that in other situations might be sort of frustrating. But the way the music is and the lighting is and stuff, they they talked about on the commentary about how they were in like magic hour for like these all these scenes. Mm-hmm. So they need to like get it done. And uh, speaking of that, let's move on to the next scene where they really needed to get it done in more ways than one. Um, yes, Colin, yeah. do you want to do oh boy. do that? Uh, dang we'll get thing. To that. Don't don't you worry. Uh, hey, folks, listen. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. Uh, before you go, I'd like to give a little recommendosh uh, of a show that we are friends with. 
I'd like to tell you to check out a little podcast called Finish It. Uh, it is, you know, hands down, easily, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, in fact, it is actually, truth be told, hang on, I'm going to say this all in a different way. I don't know why I'm being like flipping about it. Finish It is actually like my very favorite show in existence. Uh, and they are such a joy to listen to. Uh, Finish It is a podcast that follows Matt and Chris Yule, two brothers, who are going through every page, every ending of every book that is an interactive fiction book. So most of them have been Choose Your Own Adventure, but they have dived into uh, into a, a couple other uh, genres, if you will, or, mm -hmm. or makers of these types of books. Uh, and it's not just those books that you get, though. You get more bang for your buck. You get jingles. You get jangles, really. You get segments. You get bits. You get uh, complies and conqueries, which is technically just a bit. But I, I heard, I heard next uh, in a couple months they're going to come out with jongles. I don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah, but uh, it sounds steamy. Yeah, it turns out they went to make jungles and realized that already existed. So yeah, I exactly. guess they had to move on to the next letter. Yeah, um, but. Like I said, finish it. You can find them on Twitter at finish it pod, or you can uh, check them out just on the web. They are available on every podcatcher app. So go find finish it and get in on it today because it legitimately has made me laugh so hard. I've cried many times. Uh, and it's a show that I can't listen to in public because I feel like there's nothing worse than me sitting completely silent. And then suddenly in a crowded area, laughing my ass off, which I once did on a plane on the way to PodCon, and people looked at me like I was crazy. I think they thought something was about to happen to that plane, and I had just had to go, it's just a funny podcast, I'm sorry. And I was watching 8th grade just crying on the way out to that same PodCon, so different vibes from different... Very different uh, vibes, yeah. So anyway, that's Finish It. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. I'm going to stand over here. Uh, you just let me know when you're ready for me to say Excelsior. <laughs>